investigation into Crossfire Hurricane, better known as the Russia collusion investigation, targeting the 2016 presidential campaign of Donald Trump. Joining us to discuss the broader Russiagate scandal in the Durham Report is Ken Braun, who wrote Influence Watch's extensive profile on the unsubstantiated allegations of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russian government entities and the checkered history of the FBI. Uh, Ken, welcome back. Good to be here. So... Tell us what you saw in either your review of the coverage or your review of the report itself. Well, I think the top line uh, thing that the new information um, we can get to in a minute, but the it really drilled down deeper into all of the problems and that you know the top headline problems that the Horowitz report before it found. But the Horowitz, the, for, for those who don't know, the Horowitz report was the report of the Inspector General, the Justice Department Inspector General. Uh, who also investigated the investigation and was extremely critical of the FBI's conduct. Right. He was critical. Um, Durham um, was, was, was vicious. Um, <laughs> it is just, I mean, they, they, the, this, it, the summary uh, at the end of the uh, first parts of the executive summary said that um, the FBI, dis- this is the direct quote, the FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. Um, another quote, it appeared that there was a pattern of assuming nefarious intent and you know, also that the FBI was, didn't, didn't even look into whether they were being manipulated by Russian intelligence actors. It, it's, they made every lazy mistake you could think of and it was all biased in one direction. It wasn't like they were just random mistakes. Some of them cut against one conclusion or another, the the stakes were all biased toward finding collusive behavior and looking away from anything that possibly uh, was exculpatory. Bad so, cop work, basically. <laughs> yeah, so I saw someone mention, I think it was in the coverage, but it may have been in the report, I, I don't know, uh, that it was confirmation bias, that, that they... That's, it's a, that, that's a quote in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I read that last night when I was looking at it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and 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 more. You know, when you get to the very end uh, of the executive summary or in the conclusions of, you know, what what should we do with this? He says right up, you know, the authors of the report, the the uh, prosecutor. Um, yeah, Durham Durham's the special counsel. Yeah, he said the re- this report doesn't recommend any wholesale changes at all. We're not really going to give you any recommendations here. Because, and this is how they concluded why they aren't going to make any recommendations for changes, because, and this is like talking to, to, to bad children, the promulgation of additional rules and regulations to be learned in yet more training sessions would likely prove to be a fruitless exercise if the FBI's guiding principles of fidelity, bravery, bravery and integrity are not ingrained in the hearts and minds of those sworn to meet the FBI's mission of protecting the American people and upholding the Constitution of the United States. Basically, y'all can't follow the Constitution or the rules that you had laid out before. There's nothing I can more, recommend more, that's going to fix this. More rules aren't going to make it better if you're not willing right. to follow the rules that already exist. More training sessions ain't going to fix any of the problems we've got here because the stuff you did before, which is really remarkable because um, 
So right after this report got posted, the FBI posted an, um, how do you even call it, an apology. They, they put out a statement. They put out a statement on the report saying the conduct of all, pretty, I'm not going to read the statement completely, but it boils down to all of this stuff happened in 2016 and 2017, and we put in place new procedures and stuff to fix this. I mean, it's like they didn't even read what he said to them, which was, if you're going to do some new stuff, it isn't really going to help things because... You you know you, you have a you have a cultural problem. You have a, a cultural problem, a... and you know it, it, it reminds me if, if you read history of of the Bay of Pigs invasion, when it was done and the CIA had just made you know botched the thing terribly, or you know the people can argue whether the we, Kennedy yeah our, 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 the the you know the exiles hit the beach and Castro won <laughs> exactly, and President Kennedy believed that he had been. Poorly served, terribly served by the CIA in that situation, and said um, something to the effect of, "I would just like to take the CIA, splinter it into a thousand pieces, and scatter it into the winds." Uh, you know, I, I think if we had a healthy recommendation for what might happen, maybe not completely destroy the FBI, but definitely rip up all of its culture and reassemble it, because what's happening here is just a disaster. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the FBI's culture, and you've written extensively on its on its history. I mean, J. Edgar Hoover's name is still on the building, you mm -hmm. know, because because if I think about like what I got wrong, following along as a news observer, low these many years ago, you know, I kind of trusted that the FBI wasn't going to do something like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, that something that like it seems like it has done that the J. Edgar Hoover days, COINTELPRO, that was all in the past, and we had the church committee, and things were fixed now. And what the, you know, first the Horowitz report, now the Durham report, make pretty clear that things are not fixed. Yeah, and I think what um, what comes out of this as well, and, and ironically, also in the FBI's uh, statement that they put out yesterday, is that New Hoover, um, also known as James Comey, um, was was really the guy that 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 drove this thing into the rocks to not mix too many metaphors here um the, captain hazelwood the guy that used to drove the xn valdez into the uh, the oil tanker in alaska that that was comey pretty much at the fbi the only difference between him and hoover is he didn't have um you know enough years on the job to continue wrecking things um the duplicitous First of all, the FBI statement that came out and said everything was fixed before these mistakes were made in 2016 and 2017, they didn't name Comey specifically. They should have. I mean, I would actually have more faith that they're going to fix things if they just said, you know what, FBI Director Comey was the problem here, and the culture that he created caused this problem, and we fixed that. It was pretty much a blame Comey statement without even mentioning his name, and we can get into things that need to, that, that is, what his mistakes were, but but that's really what came out of this report, like to, like and then to, the FBI's reaction to it. I'd like to bring Sarah in. You have uh, what 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 are some of your thoughts? Uh, well, I think it's I think what Ken's alluding to with the report basically being like we can't offer any suggestions on how to fix things, but it was really really bad. You guys were you know terrible at your jobs, and you completely disregarded the Constitution and all of these things. I'm most interested in how the press is covering this because that's what I do, right? Mm -hmm. So I read this Politico article. I think I sent it to you both. And one of the things that they're suggesting, and it's interesting to me because it's kind of a psyop, is 
they're saying, okay, Durham really didn't make any suggestions, but they also point out that he says how bad it was and how just the way Ken just did. And then they sort of offer up, which I just looked up exactly what this was in the hallway before we started talking. They offer up this like sacrificial lamb of Section 702, which is the FISA stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The surveillance of, of foreign nationals. Right, and then this this comes up in in the Russia in the Russiagate story because of the warrants against fighter uh, warrants Mike against Flynn. Carter Page. Well, and it's actually Mike Flynn too because it's surveilling foreign foreign nationals. Right, right, and the, they're basically tracking. yeah, and then incident an incidental collection of Americans. Right, so they're offering Politico offered this up as like a sacrificial lamb, like that. Just that's apparently set to expire in December. So they're like, well, it's almost like they're offering it. Like, here you go. But what I hear is what Ken's saying in Durham's report, which is, this is a really bad agency. And I think even though he doesn't make outright suggestions, he would like Congress to do a lot more than just get rid of Section 702. Or not re-up it, I guess. What do you think? I don't, yeah, I don't know that... uh... That's my personal take on it, just how, of how, I've read some of the actual report. It's very long, so I haven't read the whole thing. It's like 300 pages. But it sounds like he's like, this is bad stuff. Yeah, I don't know that a career federal prosecutor has the DNA to to actually recommend the changes <laughs> the that, that need to happen at, at the FBI. I, I mean, I, and I say that with it's, all it's respect a, it's to a, what it, it's a role. It's a role question. He's a federal. You know, he was the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut, I believe. The you and know, he's done some great pro- work in those jobs. Yeah, fe- federal prosecutors work with federal investigative agencies to prosecute federal crimes and saying fundamentally overhaul the federal investigative agencies just is not in not in the uh but maybe it was bad enough to even make that suggestion but i have one more question Mm -hmm. um before before we leave me and and let ken riff some more because ken's got a lot of thoughts on it the the ostensible reason that this happened that the russia collusion thing and you'll see this in the press as well is that it was so hillary clinton could distract from her illegal server and I don't actually buy that. I don't. I think that is the sanitized reason that they're putting out there. I could be wrong, but I think it was. I think it was something kind of darker than that. I think it was sort of this permanent Democrat majority that we know that they really want and have wanted for a long time, and so we're testing out some of their skills there. What do you think? I I, I have resolved over the last uh, year or so of, um, or after a year or so of looking at this and the Twitter files and, and all you know, a lot of these related things um, to stop using the phrase they <laughs> um, the, the they we are speaking of with the with the scare quotes around it I, I've started calling the regime because it's not like they're a coordinated conspiracy they are a an uncoordinated conspiracy if it it's a, a, a hive mind a hive mind yeah I mean the 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 lockdowns that the, that the the health bureaucracy was advocating. It's not like the FBI went and fucked that. I don't know that they all wore masks in the office or whatever, but they didn't, weren't going to get in the way of it. And, and likewise, it's like all of the pieces of the regime, you know, public universities, the corporate media, the F, you know, the security state and all of it. There's just a cultural regime that likes to be in charge of stuff and they don't get in, they don't interfere on each other's turf. And they kind of help each other where necessary well, to I, hold it in place. And that's, and, and that's interesting because I think there's another another element to it that's part of the sort of broader hive mind. 
that if you're not part of the hype, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, think about all the people whom Hillary Clinton, since she lost the 2016 election, has accused of being somehow on the table <laughs> yeah, for the Russians. Absolutely. You know, like... Tulsi Gabbard, I was actually going to mention Tulsi Gabbard, because... I believe she has bad foreign policy views, but I believe they are sincerely held. Mm-hmm. If you're part of the hive mind, the only reason that you wouldn't believe that Tulsa Gabbard has bad foreign policy views is because you are somehow either being corrupted by outside influence or you are an outside influence yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you think about it, and again, I'm thinking back to sort of how I thought about this at the time versus how I think about it now. You know, Trump makes very... Uh, troubling statements on the campaign trail about uh, both Hill, you know, about Russia getting a hold of Hillary's server and can we get those emails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so if you're part of this hive mind, you go, you wouldn't say that unless dot dot dot. Okay. There's no such thing as you're being, giving you're giving the regime a lot more credit. There's no such thing as being wrong on on the internet or elsewhere anymore. Which is which is the and, and that I mean we we go real far afield. I, I think the Twitter files effort to regulate the internet. Well, okay. I mean it's all part of the same. It's right. all part of the same hive. <laughs> right, and and there's no gray area about you're just allowed to have a debate, and some people can be right, and some people can be wrong. No, we, there is evil and there is good, and we are creating this national security regime bureaucracy all over the place to police stuff that. One side of you know, one side believes is just wrong. See, see, I, see, is evil, and yeah, and, and and objecting slightly to your criticism of me that I'm giving them too much credit. I actually I want to clarify that. I, I actually see them more as C.S. Lewis's omnipotent moral busybody. Mm-hmm. That, that they, that's fair. That they think because they all you know they largely share the same same views that they're doing you know that they're doing the Lord's work yeah. when they surely. You could not have come by this by either, you know, whether you're sincere and correct or whether you're just innocently wrong. So that's where I want to clarify, and I'm sorry, Kim. Um, I think that you're right. I think that there are a number of people that are on that side of the political aisle who are hive mind, and they're like, this is what we're doing. And they really believe it to be the right thing to do, and this is how we preserve democracy and all the things that are said. But I think when you're talking about, let me look at my list here of the people that were interviewed by Durham. John Brennan, Jake Sullivan, John Podesta, and Hillary Clinton, the people that turned him down, Comey, McCabe, Priestap, Glenn Simpson, and Mark Elias, although we know Mark did have something to say. Um, Baker, the attorney, the FBI attorney, said that Durham was the one who told Spe- him. Speaking of, speaking of Twitter files, people, but anyway. Yeah, you know. Baker said, oh, Durham's the one that told me that this was a Hillary Clinton operation. Like, I would I would have taken the Steele dossier much differently had I known that. Those people are not just innocent. Oh, no, no. They know. Right? I mean, oh, definitely. Oh, no, definitely. And and here's, I mean, there's, there's so many, many ironies that you were, you were ticking off without (laughs) maybe even realizing it there. I mean, first of all, the Michael Sussman, the guy that the Durham prosecuted unsuccessfully because he, Probably, which is funny. They put it. He puts it right in the report. Sometimes he doesn't say it this way, but it comes out if you read between the lines. Sometimes it's really hard to prosecute people when you have a jury that's prejudiced for political reasons. That, you know. So why why Sussman didn't go down for uh, the charges of lying to the FBI? Um, so, but just think of it. So Sussman, I believe, was a was a digital security lawyer. 
or is or what you know uh, mm -hmm. and rodney joffe the guy that created the you know his his digital cyber group are the ones that created the alpha bank hoax that sussman was trying to sell to the fbi okay Am I, and I, I'm, i've tried to think of think back on that one like that was debunked like within a day of it yeah. almost public. It, it, it didn't even it didn't even have time to be wrong on the internet that correctly. That, that was the one that was related to like Georgia Tech guys, right? Yeah, that's Joffe. Yeah. yeah. And 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 the fun part of that is Hillary Clinton put that on her her Twitter feed like immediately after it came out and it's then it still got, up. it got but it's still up. I mean the, there's the shamelessness level People are retweeting that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing that but here's irony number one that I was getting at. So Joffrey, Joffe and Sussman, Joffe, it's right in the Durham report here. Joffe, and it was in the Horowitz report as well, um Joffe says to somebody at some point in an email, hey, you know, this is if if Clinton wins, I'm going to be, you know, cyber security czar or some, mm -hmm. some cyber important job. And Sussman presumably might have gotten such a job as well. These guys are just hooked up a complete hoax about Russian collusion. <laughs> and they're, one of them's talking about getting a job. I mean, he might have been the one that was sitting there policing the Twitter files in one of these incredible, uh, or not, the, the social media posts and one of these, you know, many agencies that we're learning about that are, that are out there doing that. I mean, with this, all of this cyber censorship, online um, social media censorship, we've it's, got, it's, it could have been worse. I mean, these clowns could have been running it. It's, it's the classic, <laughs> you know, everybody sounds like they're wearing a tinfoil hat, but the problem is it's all barren in emails. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah I, I, I made this joke to a few of you, like, over the last day or so, but it, the, the Russell Brand, the comedian, had said a couple weeks ago that the, <laughs> the, the distinction now between the news and a conspiracy theory is basically six weeks at this point yeah, so you know something it's, it's, that, not to interrupt you but something that you just said just made me think if you assume that you might be getting a high level job and you've just created a hoax what does that tell you about how you get ahead in, in politics or in the federal government nothing or, good yeah. i don't know how much we need to reiterate what happened in the carter page fisa um, work, but but I'd like to just tick that off real quickly that, that to set up was, that something That may else. have been the worst thing that they did during all of this. So yes, go ahead. That was the sub. <laughs> that was the the ostensible or the the primary purpose of the Horowitz report, which because it was so horrible, Horowitz ended up having to go into other areas <laughs> to explain just how in the world this completely innocent man would receive no fewer than four of the most sensitive invest. You know crying, constitution-stomping um, And this is related to FISA as right. well, right? And, 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 and all the while, at the same time, Page is... Right. I, my understanding is he was... He was a source of the CIA. The, the yeah. CIA told the FBI repeatedly, yes, he's a source of ours, and the only person who was ever successfully prosecuted for this is the one guy who took the memo that said he is a source and somehow transcribed this, somehow, into... He is not a source and passed it along to the FISA court. What was that so guy's that, name again? He just recently got acquitted. Um, or, or Kevin Kleinsmith. Yes. I think he got reinstated to the bar. He did. He got reinstated to the bar. Because of course he did. Because he, he, um, he got like a slap yeah, on the wrist. So serial lies to the FISA court, well over a dozen. I think the number was 17 that Horowitz ticked off. Okay. So they so they're, they put a confidential human source on, on, on Carter Page who's, you know, wearing a wire like it's some bad mob movie. This guy tries 200 times in 23 separate occasions, 200 times with 
our, our intrepid G-men listening in 200 times, he basically said, well, well, Carter, Carter, did, are you working for the Russians, Carter? And 174 times, Carter Page gave completely exculpatory, as in, of course I'm not, that's ridiculous, and here's why, blah, 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 responses. None of that got into the Pfizer. I have this idea that the, those conversations went down like, just admit it, Carter. You right. know you are. Just admit How it. How in the world do you... So they put the most sensitive investigation technique on this man you could possibly do. It would be like assigning a police officer undercover to follow me around on the freeway for, I don't know, 12 hours, and I wouldn't get a ticket. This man wasn't just innocent. He was like Jesus-level innocent. <laughs> that's what we're looking at here. So that's how bad the Carter Page thing is. Again, I have, I have to remind the hive mind, having bad foreign policy views is not a crime. Exactly. So here's the fun part of this. Not fun. Extra evil when it comes to James Comey. Extra evil. I read, Comey's, I read Comey's memoir when it came out about, I mean, and interestingly, you, probably, wait, you read Comey's memoir? Did I, you write a review for us? I didn't, because at the time, like my colleague here, I was having an open mind about these things. Okay, all right. And so I read it, and then I went back and read, actually I did reference it in something I wrote to make this very point here. So now we learn, one of the bigger revelations that Durham gave us was that the Carter Page investigation was a top priority for the director. It says it twice in there from April 2016 when it began. So we're almost, a, you know, we're we're so and and timing on that, the the you know the the timing on that. If again remembering back, Trump clinches the nomination in May. Mm -hmm. So that's right when it looks like he's going to be the nominee, but isn't the nominee yet. Yes, and so this is right at the beginning of the Carter before the first FISA comes through. And they were already, according to him, and I think it's been proven, they were already like tapping Trump's phones and things like that. So they I don't were know already, about tapping Trump's that's phones. That's what he said, and I think that that's the, actually well, been... From the Durham report, he reported, or he said, what they found was that, and this is from talking to all the witnesses and the agents, agents were, quote, constantly pressured. Top priority for the director. So Comey... Setting this up, Comey was on this in April 2016. All right? Guess whose name doesn't appear in Comey's book? Carter Page. Carter Page. And it gets better because not only does his name not appear in there, but when, pres when Trump wins the presidency, so fast forward now 10 months, 10 yeah. months of, of snooping on Carter Page, and we're not done yet, in, in January 2017 as we're getting ready for the inauguration. They're still snooping on Carter Page, top priority for the director for almost a year at this point, and he doesn't end up mentioning in his book a year later. He goes in and tells Trump for the first time, for the first time, oh, you know, we this Steele dossier thing might come out, and it says these terrible things that you did with prostitutes at a hotel room in Moscow, yada, yada, yada. Trump vehemently denies it, as anyone who, you know, do it would vehemently deny it when you, the biggest job of your life has just come up and they're telling you terrible things about yourself. Well, Car Comey writes in his book how mystified he is that Trump um, responds that to this. And then when the, the uh, BuzzFeed account comes out the next day, he says he gets another call from Trump. And 
he's surprised that Trump calls him again and says, hey, I really want you to look into this and find I want you to prove me, prove that this didn't happen, prove me innocent. This is crap, which is true. It really was, you know, completely fabricated by his opponent's campaign. He says this to, so this is what Comey says after he's, as he's listening to Trump for the second time now, now that it's in the news and the whole country's finding out about this salacious and false rumor. He says, this is Comey, I stared out at the monuments and wondered what had happened to me in our country that the FBI director was talking about this with our incoming president. Well, Jim, you brought it up. <laughs> and you've known about it for 10 months. And you haven't, in this entire narrative in your book, you're not telling us that you've known about it for 10 months and that you've got FISA warrants on this guy that you're spying on. And then, you know, he, he then puts in one smarmy line that, you know, these repeated calls from Trump telling him, hey, look into this, get rid of this steel dossier rumor, this thing's crazy. Comey says, brought to mind the proverb, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. Jim Comey is a freaking liar. I, I mean, he was, somebody's big, he was, he wrote an he entire was book. pursued. <laughs> he wrote an entire book lying to us about what he knew and tried to, to, to cover up. And he's, you know, you see him on, the cable, you know, the media is giving him giving him these 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 platforms to do it. The Washington Post gave him, I think it was the Post Times, one of them gave him a platform right after the Horowitz report came out to talk about, and, and he gave just kind of a cursory reference to the Carter Page FISA warrant, and then said, uh, yeah, they, you know, they looked into that we, we made some mistakes, but you know, mistakes happen and these things will be cleared up, and you know, basically, these no are big not deal. small mistakes. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> all right. I just I, I just love Comey and I'll, and I'll stop talking I promise but I just love Comey's like you know tendency to like wax poetic when he's like you know basically lying through his teeth you know he's like I was looking out across the monuments and wondering how I got here I'm like you got here because you involved yourself because you're a political <laughs> operator yeah. So uh, we, we are getting close to time, so I will give each of you uh, a final word on on this for today. Sarah, please go first. Okay, well, I just was looking up because I didn't want to misspeak about the um, Trump tapping of phone lines thing. And that's actually, Politico wrote a piece back in 2017 after he was making those uh, allegations that, and they say, well, they could have done it through this Section 702 where they're basically surveilling foreign intelligent people. So yes, I think that that's, that's what I was referring to. I just wanted to clarify that. But I think just um, my final thoughts on this, let me see what I wrote down here. Um, I, you know, I, I, I hope actually, and I, and I don't know how you guys feel about this. I know you've already said that um, Durham being a, you know, kind of a, an investigator working with federal, you know, operatives or agents or agencies wouldn't actually want this to happen or maybe wouldn't suggest that this happened. But I, somebody on Twitter the other day was like, the founders would be horrified that the FBI had done this kind of, you know, was, was this corrupt. And someone said to me, I read that tweet to them and they were like, the founders would be horrified that we had a federal police bureau. And I sort of think maybe we need to look at the agency and really do some, some cleaning, some serious cleaning. So I don't know if that's likely. Thoughts on that? The very beginning of the FBI, that that those very statements were made, and that was the fear of creating a, um, um, forgot what they refer 
referred to it as. They were com- compared it to the to the to the Soviet, the burgeoning Soviet police state at the time. Um, yeah. Uh, so here's something. Uh, here's what I'll leave you with on that score. This wasn't. This wasn't the whole FBI involved in this. For the you know, I'm not. Ex- there are still good agents. I, of course, yeah. there's, it's like they're good police. They're yeah, good. Yeah, they're yeah, good and, teachers. And, and, and you're gonna bad have... systems are what create these results. Right. And bad systems can bring in. And in this case, in a lot of the folks you mentioned that were not cooperating fully with these interviews were the guys from the counterintelligence division. Mm-hmm. Counterintelligence division, for lack of a, a better word, are called spy hunters. Spy hunters are supposed to catch foreign influence agents that are wrecking our system. All right. Um. What we had here was some folks that did the very damage that they were claiming to prevent. And, you know, if we just decided that our national cancer policy was to replace all of our oncologists with voodoo priests, all right, we wouldn't cure any cancer. But you know what? Voodoo priests can't give you cancer either. (laughs) So that, I think, is, is where we need to go with our thinking of at least rip up the counterintelligence division and, and, and totally reorient the way they operate. Uh, but, you know, the FBI, you know, as we've spoken of in, in previous venues like this, I mean, the when FBI... You have, have so many federal crimes that apparently they tried to count them in the 80s, and this was many, many federal <laughs> crimes ago, that they weren't able to count them all. <laughs> I have a picture in my head now of a guy with, like, the green build thing, like, accounting. Just the... Just the in my own, you know, recently, my alma mater, Michigan State University's, the scandal with Larry Nasser and USA Gymnastics and all of that, here's a fun little thing to leave you with. You know, is it the whole FBI? The FBI's got lots of problems. When a complaint came to the Michigan State University campus police, it was like 48 hours later, they had done, they were doing something with it. And that's how it percolated up to the FBI, that it had the case for a year, and the local FBI's agent in charge in Michigan went, oh, wow, this is some crazy stuff. We better do something about this. They had it for a year and didn't do a darn thing with it, and a campus police force sorted it out in, like, 48 hours. FBI's got problems in a lot of places, but the Larry Nassar thing damaged a lot of individual lives, and that's not to be um, that's not to be dismissed at all on those personal tragedy levels. The counterintelligence division did the intelligence damage to the nation. They were to the whole nation that they were supposed to prevent. Like I said, they are they're worse than voodoo priests. They gave us cancer. And what do you think, Mike? What what, what do you think? Your what's your prescription for healing? I mean, now that you look to, out to across the, the yeah, monuments. Yeah, now that I look out across the monuments. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I think the part of part of the problem I think is that the FBI is fundamentally a police agency. It's about gathering evidence and arresting people, and having it do this sort of surveillance as an intelligence part, which is about gathering information either to counter foreign threats or to identify foreign threats. Uh, that maybe those aren't two jobs you can have in the same building. Certainly not a building with J. Edgar Hoover's name on it. <laughs> and, and, and certainly that sort of culture uh, 
you know, again, if you're honoring J. Edgar Hoover, you are honoring a guy who did a lot of bad stuff that Ken has detailed. And I mean, Hillary Clinton we, took some cues from J. Edgar. J. Edgar really. Comey, no, I think. Yeah. I mean, just the whole, fi- you know, building files on people and being kind of paranoid. And yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Sarah and Ken Braun, for joining us. We will link to Ken's writing on the Russia investigation and the history of the FBI in today's show notes. That's our show for this week. We encourage our listeners to subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We'll see you all next week.